I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. I'm George Faust, and on tonight's show, we check in with a former Raging Cajun basketball star who hopes to make the roster for the New Orleans Pelicans. Plus, we continue our first and 10 summer series. But first, the New Orleans Pelicans summer league roster includes a former Raging Cajun, and it's a guy who's ready to take advantage of his opportunity. So to come back home, obviously, for the home team, and kind of lead these guys and talk and showcase what, I, what I've learned. I mean, last year I had the best best uh, year of my career. So to be able to display that in front of everybody, man, it, it felt like it, it was my time. It's, I mean, I've been praying for it. You know, everybody's pushing for it. It's a dream. And sometimes give up. people give up getting, getting older and stuff. But, I mean, this is what I'm shooting for. Every year I've exceeded expectations. Uh, I mean, last year I had the best year of my career. So getting that phone call, man, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for it. A career of preparing for Frank Bartley, a former raging Cajun. Bartley played much of his professional career overseas. My man, I started off in Canada, then went from Canada to Spain, from Spain to Germany during COVID, then from uh, Germany to Israel, and last year obviously in Italy. So, man, I'm happy to be home, man. Hopefully I can, I can stay. For Frank, it's great to be back home. And he's got a cheering section already, being from Baton Rouge. I got a lot of people rooting for me in my corner. Uh, just They believe in me. I believe in myself, man. So I'm, I'm just taking advantage of this opportunity, and hopefully, hopefully I can go uh, showcase my ability in Vegas. At 29 years old, he's rolling the dice and looking to use his experience as an advantage, all the while helping the team improve. Obviously, I'm one of the older guys, so it's not really much I haven't seen. So for me, technically being a vet, I'm trying to communicate, teach, help these guys try to be professional, come in early, stay late, uh, get treatment, take care of your bodies, doing the little things, talking on the court, talking on defense, taking defense personally. Uh, obviously, the offense is going to take care of itself. I love the league and scoring in Italy, but obviously I'm not, I might not have that role here, so you got to do other things to showcase your ability. He shot nearly 40% from three last season in Italy, something he's worked hard to improve on, and it paid off for him. He's ready, though, to do anything to help the Pels win. So I rebound, uh, I lead, I, I take charge, I do the dirty work. I, re, uh, I pick up full court if I have to. Uh, I mean, I know how to pass, I know how to play with other guys. While winning with the Pels comes as top priority, he knows he's on display for all the other NBA teams as well. And what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. It's in city, so you can get yourself in trouble if you're not careful. But you got to be mindful of that. You got to be professional. And while we're out there, we're going to have a good time. But we're going uh, to be focused and we're going to try to win games. And everybody's going to try to uh, make this impression on, on every staff out there. All right. So Frank is the oldest guy on the Summer League roster for the Pels. That doesn't matter to him much. The Pels Summer League schedule uh, looks like this. As, uh, they got things underway Friday. Then it's Warriors, Suns, Hornets. A to-be-determined game in mid-July, either the 15th or the 16th. That's still up in the air. Well, don't go away. We have much more on Inside Cajun Nation. In 90 seconds, we're going to take a look at some of the upcoming contests for football for the Raging Cajuns and a whole lot more. 
but you don't want to miss it. Next on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust here along with you. Kraski uh, just uh, hanging out uh, this week. It's July 4th week, so uh, had the day, had the uh, couple of days off there. So anyway, we roll on now, right, with Cajun football. Their season tickets, hey, they're, uh, they're on sale to renew, and uh, you can check those out at RagingCajuns.com. You can also go to KLFY.com to get the... Uh, Get the link to that, but uh, hey, they'll host six games at Cajun Field this year. The kickoff for five Louisiana games in the upcoming season are in the books. It's out, right? Louisiana will open its season September 2nd against Northwestern State at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Then the Cajuns hit the road to Old Dominion on September 9th. That's a 5 p.m. start time on ESPN+. September 16th, the Cajuns face the Blazers of UAB at 6 p.m. September 30th, they go to Minnesota, probably their toughest game of the year in non-conference for sure for an 11 a.m. kickoff there. On Thursday, November 9th, Louisiana hosts Southern Miss. That's probably their toughest in-conference game, what's going to turn into a rivalry contest uh, over the coming years. The first time they've played Southern Miss and hosted them since 2001. Kickoff at 6.30, be on ESPNU. All the other kickoff times will be announced at a later date. And that's not the only Cajun schedule that's been released. We're talking, of course, about Cajun volleyball. Louisiana will host red and white scrimmage August 11th and Tulane August 17th in an exhibition match. They will start the regular season on the road in Starkville, Mississippi from August 25th through the 27th. The Cajuns will make their regular season home debut at Earl K. Long Gym September 14th through the 16th and the Sawyer Camilo Memorial Classic. Sunbelt play begins September 21st and 22nd when the Cajuns host Troy later that year. Uh, uh, like uh, last year they did. Um, Louisiana made its first postseason tournament in program history a year ago. You can have an, a look at the entire schedule on our Cajun Nation page at KLFY.com. And how about Louisiana soccer? Their schedule's out as well. The Cajuns will have a 10-match Sunbelt schedule and an eight-game home schedule. So a lot of opportunities to go check out Raging Cajun women's soccer. The Cajuns open its season with an exhibition match against McNeese and then Northwestern State, August 9th and 12th, respectively. They officially open the season on August 17th on the road just south of Nashville in Middle Tennessee. 
The Cajuns home opener is August 20th against South Florida. Sunbelt play begins September 17th at Texas State. The Cajuns will host ULM September 24th in the conference home opener. Admission to all of the Cajuns home soccer matches, well, it's free. When Cajun Nation continues, we continue our first and 10 summer series. We're going to talk with Northside head football coach in his first year at Northside, Jacardi Carter. Coming over from LCA, spent the year as the DC for the Vikings. Now he's the head man. We'll talk about that with him next. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. It's time now for our first and 10 summer series to continue here on Cajun Nation. It's a little something different we're doing, but we're trying to get some uh, high school football, uh, give high school football a little love. And we, we have that, uh, that uh, on the agenda and we're doing it right now. We've got Northside head football coach, Ducardi Carter, the, the new man in charge there for the Vikings. And Ducardi, just talk a little bit about uh, the excitement level to get, yeah, this is your first head coaching job since LCA. Uh, you're the man now in charge. Mm -hmm. You were on the staff a year ago, right? Yes, and, and so just talk about uh, taking over the reins and trying to uh, build a program here. Yes, sir. Uh, good afternoon and thanks for yeah. having me, first yeah. of all. But it, it's, I just wanted to hit the ground running. So the first, the first things first, I saw at the end of the season, we ended up with about 27, 28 kids. And to play in a tough 4A district, the tough, probably the toughest 4A district, and that amount of players, it's nearly impossible, so I hit the ground running, try to recruit the campus first. Like um, any boy in the school, come work out. Just come work out. If, even if you don't, not interested in playing football, still come work out. You might, I'm, you might like <laughs> you it. You might yeah, like right, it. Right, yeah. Shoot, we can go from there. Right. And so that that was really the the first big thing. And then after that, it was um, kind of creating some fundraisers and getting some community involvement back into the school um, because that's that's a void that um, I saw. Sure. A serious void. Yeah, sure. And, and so to do something like that, I mean, it's got to, it's got to kind of, you have to have a unique mindset to be able to take a job and know that you're going to have to work hard. I mean, uh, Lafayette High just hired a new head coach, right? Mm -hmm. So they, he's kind of under that same kind of idea. You got to kind of build it back up and, and just talk a little bit about um, just the, the response of the kids as the summer kind of wears on here, uh, how, how have the kids kind of reacted to, to, to a new guy uh, and, and the mindset that you're trying to put out there? I feel like the, the buy-in is growing on a daily basis because uh, the more now that we're getting into 707 and we're competing, um, we're having to make corrections. And a lot of the guys now they're, talking, they're saying things like, oh, oh, and a big emphasis on the staff, um, getting a good staff around me um, that we are making the, uh, the right correction. So the guy said today, man, everything that y'all tell us, when we do it 
it works. <laughs> but, so <laughs> that's, that's the way you want it to work, right? Yeah, like, holy cow, let's, let's keep that happening. If that happens, man, Great. you'll be in the dome. Exactly. <laughs> but go ahead. You're talking about getting a good staff uh, surrounding you to, to help you with uh, yeah. kind of implementing the plan. And, and it was a good aha moment for, uh, for me and for <laughs> us. Like, we kind of joke about it, but um, I think that's the benefits of having people that um, shoot. Uh, Malcolm Glaze, offensive coordinator, I saw him. Working hard, like he uh, he was a couple of years younger than me, uh, but we both graduated from Northside. But he's always been one of the hardest workers in the room. He, you know, I sure. saw that. And Brandon Law was a, a year after him. He's a defense, our defensive coordinator, and uh, defensive back coach. He also coached with uh, with us at LCA um, at 2020, 2021. Sure. And so um, that was another guy that I I immediately saw and was like. Hey, we got we can build together. Um, then just recently, uh, Coach Figaro he right. uh, immediately made the impact on the staff, and I'm looking forward to the learning a lot um, yeah. because just in the, in a, in about two weeks since he's been here, sure. I've been I've learned so much. Yeah, I mean, having experience like that, I mean, you can't, not only is he is he a top-notch coach, but he's got the he's got the playing experience oh, as well, man. right? Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, when when he says something to a kid, he, it's coming from two different places Correct. that they can go, well, hey, yeah, absolutely, this is I'm going to listen to this because he he knows he's he's been where I want to go. Correct. That's that's a huge difference, I think, when when you're kind of explaining something to a young man. Um, when you talk about uh, uh, what you what, what you're going to do on the field, what do you have your? I mean, is this going to be uh, similar to what you guys ran at LCA, or uh, how are you going to? Are you all have the athletes to be able to uh, spread it out, or do you not want to? divulge too much um, it, it, it'll be similar to what we ran last year and also what we ran at lca um because yeah we were in the spread uh primarily in the spread last year so we're gonna run those concepts we want to be a um clean and crisp with them um throw the balls out on time do that stuff do that type of stuff and on defense we're gonna we're gonna run an eye front um try to blitz from different angles uh sure. keep the offense uh, off balance um, so I, I mean, when you, when you look at what you did a year ago, so I mean, it's not like, it, it, I mean, you have the same similar a lot of kids back. I'm assuming that talk to me about that and who's coming back and is it easy to implement uh, something? Even though you're the head coach, you're kind of changing some things, I'm sure. Correct. But but a lot of things stay the same. Yeah. So um, the I feel like the key is to keep as much of it the same as possible. Um, in terms of terminology and doing those things, mm -hmm. but then also implementing new things, implementing um, certain schemes that'll fit the players that we have this year. Because we, we did lose, we lost our, uh, our quarterback, who was Tommy Thomas. He went on the Southern, he's gonna run track and cross country for them. Nice. Um, outside linebacker and wide receiver, big kid, Jamarian Johnny. He was a key player for us and a Mike linebacker. Um, also, Josh Carter, four-year starter. Yeah. Um, so we, we lost some four probably talented, talented kids, very, yeah. very talented kids. I, I kind of wish we had them for another year, but hey, <laughs> right, right. they had to go on to different things. Yeah. But um, the young guys are, they, they're willing to learn, and they really want the change to happen. Yeah. And so that, that's going to work every day. That makes it worthwhile. Absolutely. And, and look, you know, that's all you can really ask for is when you get there that they have an open mind. Right. And Correct. you're like, hey, I, let's let's work on this. We're going to we're going to get better from day one. 
to day four to day five. If, if you improve uh, a little bit each time out, then that's all you can ask for as a coach, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. That's it. That's it. Well, don't go away. We're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to talk some more. You talked a little bit about the district you guys play in. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and uh, you know a thing or two about the district. I mean, you, you played at Maybe. Northside, right? You, you understand what, what – What's what's uh, what's ahead of you guys? But we're going to talk about it, and from a coach's perspective, you can kind of give us uh, the lowdown as uh, we continue here with Jacardi Carter. He is the Northside Viking head football coach. We'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here. Jacardi Carter is right there. He's the Northside Viking head football coach. Coach, I'm going to start here because obviously uh, you were the head coach at LCA for a while. You guys had a lot of success. Uh, you were able to kind of win state championships and not kind of, you did it. <laughs> and then and then you, you take a, take a, uh, uh, an assistant job at Northside, kind of get building things back. Now you're the head coach. Is it is it a different role being the head coach now? Uh, do you have to get re reacquainted with, you know, what you say goes type of uh, mentality? <laughs> so um, last year working with Coach Simmons, he definitely respected me because he, he was a coach um, sure. when I was a player at Northside. Okay. So working with him, it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't bad at all. He was um, very respectful respectable and he respected what I did coming into it so he was he was pretty much like hands off when it came to defense like hey man do what Go you ahead. do work, work right. the magic type right. stuff right. Right. so it wasn't really uh I didn't I never felt slighted in my role I never felt sure. like it was like I, I felt I felt comfortable in that role yeah. but I also feel a little bit more comfortable in this role as well absolutely and so now you kind of uh can set out uh, what you want to do offensively and defensively, and kind of kind of oversee both. And and I'm curious because you know, for for the longest, obviously Northside ha has a rich football tradition. There, it's there in '05. You know, I covered uh, Keelan and those boys uh, and Coach Derwin when they got had a chance to get to the state championship. That was that was uh, quite the quite the uh, journey. And then John Curtis took them out, uh, uh, but John Curtis takes out a lot of teams. <laughs> but 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 obviously there, there's some tradition there that you're trying to regain and recapture. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing to kind of make that happen uh, as you move here move forward here in 23? Um, so one thing. Majorly that we're doing is uh, baseball has a fundraiser where we're doing an alumni softball game. So to get the alumni and community more involved, because Northside has always been a community school and the community uh, involvement has been big. Um, you come to a game or back then when you come to a game, it was a cookout. It was a you was having a, you were having a yeah, blast. Yeah. Um, for lack of better terms, it was a block party. Um, good, clean block party. Sure. Um, and a lot of excitement around Northside. And so. Part of bringing that back as well is bringing some of the coaches back who had some success wearing the red and black. So we kind of we really striving to revive the side. Um, that's kind of hashtag the, the, a little yeah, slow yeah, that we want to go with yeah. uh, in the season. And that that's that's what we're that's what yeah. we're shooting for. Absolutely. And so you play in a in a district that's one of the uh, the most uh, competitive in the state, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, just. When you when you have that, you really can't take a take a week off, you know. Right. It, it, have, have you been able to stress that to the to the guys that I mean, maybe not 
so far yet, but maybe it's coming. Uh, at some point, you're going to say, look, there, there's no time to, to worry about, you know, Saturday morning, we got to move to turn the page. Right. Whatever happened Friday night, we're going to move on because uh, we got we got another big, big game coming. Um, that's that's kind of been the, the mindset and our approach uh, from the beginning, um, knowing our district is tough. We had the three of the top four teams in select came right. from our district. <laughs> uh, we had Turlings playing LCA in the semifinals. LCA goes on to the finals against STM, who blew out their competition to get there. So, and that was a, a heavyweight fight in the championship between uh, STM and LCA. Correct. Not to mention, North Vermillion made it to either the semis or the quarters right. um, in the non-select. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't following that one too closely, but that's <laughs> right. not the No, I get it. I get so, it. Um, but yeah, they, they they did pretty pretty good as well. So. Yeah, every week it's a it's pretty much a juggernaut of a schedule, um, and then some crazy lunatic schedule. Catholic or bad and rude. What? <laughs> was that you? With, you did that? What's the matter with you? <laughs> did you really? Do yes, that? I did. Yeah, so, fought, so going into the district, yeah. I felt like um, it would be a way to gauge ourselves and gauge. Yeah. Where we are, because uh, that's, uh, that's definitely going to do it. <laughs> is that there or here? It's going to be over there. It's going to yeah. be over there. So yeah. you got to get on the road, head over to Catholic, and, and take care of that. Hey, look, you know what? That, that's the same. A lot of teams do that. You know, they, they play tough non-district schedule. I mean, your district schedule is something to be said for. But, but, you know, you play a schedule that's going to beef you up and test you Correct. because when you get to the postseason – that's you you don't have any time to 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 think about it right i mean you have to win in the postseason and if you're battle tested it doesn't matter where you get in it you you got a chance to shock some people uh because the ball bounce is funny this this is football you are correct (laughs) about that so uh what what, what's something that you've kind of learned about yourself over the years with with regards to being a head coach kind of you know going through the process of what you had to go through at lca and then uh now you're now you're back at the top as a head coach and what 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 do you learn about yourself when you when you have to uh kind of uh refocus and and make a make a new position for yourself um just Routine, uh, staying in the same routine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even after everything happened at LCA, I was still waking up, working out at 5 a.m. You know, it's just staying into that same routine, praying, fasting, doing all that same stuff, and <laughs> studying, um, trying to create tapes. You know, because it was we, I learned a lot about myself in that season at LCA. Yeah. I learned that I was so I was very very passionate about coaching. The one thing that I said. Growing up, I, man, I don't want to be a coach. No, nah, that's no, no, nah, nah, that's, that's not it. Right. But now, I, now that I'm into the role and I, I've kind of stepped into it, and now I'm owning it. Yeah. Um, I, I get to, I get to go out and coach every day. Like, sure. um, I, I accepted a role as the assistant baseball coach. So now we do football workouts, then baseball workouts, but. I still feel like I'm not even working. Um, yeah. I'm that, and you know what? That's the best way to be. If you if you can do a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life, yeah, right? Exactly. That's that's what they say. Mm-hmm. So, well, Jacardi, thanks so much for coming in, man. I appreciate it, and uh, look forward to this year. Who y'all have in the Jamboree? Lafayette High. Lafayette High. So uh, it'll be uh, Northside and Lafayette, and that'll be at the Kiwanis Jamboree. Yes, Is that a Thursday or the Friday? August 25th. Funny, 25th. That's, my, that's my birthday. There your birthday. So <laughs> you're looking for a win there on your birthday. Well, that's cool. We look forward to uh, covering you guys this year, and uh, we look forward to the, the Vikings uh, climbing that mountain back to the top, and uh, we'll, we'll be along for the journey.
Yes, sir. All right, Jacardi Carter, the head coach at Northside for the Vikings, and uh, we appreciate you sticking with us and watching Inside Cajun Nation. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.